Hey everyone, welcome to Conversations with the Real Estate Redhead. Today we have Elsa on and she is with Gateway Mortgage and she's going to talk to us about what to look for in a good loan officer um, and also what different programs are available um, if you're a buyer and you're looking to purchase. Hello everybody, good morning. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on girl. Uh, my name is Elsa Davila. I'm with Gateway Mortgage. I am the mortgage um, sales manager for our office. Awesome. And I've been doing this for 16 years. Um, so what you would like to look for in a good loan officer is uh, someone who is knowledgeable, who there's things changing daily. And so you want to make sure that your LO is aware of the new rules that are coming out or even the old rules. So what I like to do is think outside the box and that really helps when I get a file that, you know, has been for whatever reason approved by someone else and then no longer. And then I get it and then I, you know, see where, start from square one and see where I can get them back on track. Yeah, absolutely. So if somebody is a first time home buyer or someone who hasn't purchased in a long time and they're wanting to call a loan officer, say as a realtor, I have to give them a few people. So I give, I give your name and like two others and they call you. What is a way for them to know if you're knowledgeable or not? Like how would you, how, how would, how would someone vet their loan officer to see? First of all, the loan officers should start off with some basic questions. You know, obviously, if you are a first-time home buyer, what area you're looking to purchase in, because that can make a difference in the type of product you're looking for. Uh, you know, you might be wanting some land. You know, you might be a USDA customer who's mm-hmm. looking for no down, not realizing you can get a no down payment. I mean, zero down versus not even being a VA customer. So it also depends on. You know, if the customer hasn't purchased a home or has purchased a home, there's uh, programs for both down payment assistance. You don't necessarily need to not have purchased a home in the last three years to get qualified for a down payment assistance program. Um, So it's basically an interview when you're talking with the customer and asking them a few questions. And then obviously once you get that done and... um, you pull their credit and then there becomes another conversation that goes after that. Right. Okay. So basically, you know, whenever someone calls you and they're like, you know, trying to, trying to feel you out, trying to make sure that they're comfortable with the process and you're doing the same with them, you know, basically the, the, the first place for them to do is just to pick up the phone and call. Call. Oh yeah. That's so important because, uh, first of all, we like to look at the last two years. That's residential. That's, you know, work history, you know, uh, you may be looking to, if you're married or non-married, each each program has its own set of rules. So if you are married, then uh, Texas is a community state property. Mm-hmm. So depending on what type of loan, which means we may need to include your spouse's debt or not. Right. Got it. So, um, yeah, it's pretty much an interview process for the both of us. Right. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Well, and I guess that's part of you doing your job to make sure that you're not going to have any missing pieces. Right. So that you can, you know, pre-qualify for them for the right amount. And then offer them the best choices, you know, line them up and say, these are the following ones um, and then see which route they would like to go to yeah based on their whatever their criteria is or whatever their individual characteristics are I guess huh right wow that's interesting it's a lot of fun Um, one of the things that I like is uh, to see 
what my customers do for a living. Yeah. Um, I had a customer. She was a crime scene investigator. Oh, that's cool. I know. I was all about it. I don't know it. if I could do that as a job, though. That gives me the, the heebies. <laughs> I know. But, you know, you watch all these shows, and um, I was just, like, all into it. I was like, okay, Seriously, so tell me what you do. Like, how real is that? Like, what we see on TV, is that really what you do? <laughs> she was so passive and sweet. Oh, my gosh. I know. So it funny. was so wow. <laughs> I was like, okay, like, step by step, take me back to Seriously. Criminal Minds, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Wow. I have so many questions. Okay. Um, so basically, and then after that point, I mean, after, you know, after they speak with you and y'all guys, you know, get all these questions answered, then you basically will run your numbers and do your stuff on your end. Yeah, we get a game plan going. Cool. And then um, I like to keep the real estate agent who referred it to me or how they got in contact with me. So that I can also make sure everybody's on the same page. That really Good. helps the transaction um, better. Oh, it does. I've had lenders that don't even speak to me. And I'm like, hey, what's going on? Like, Or I'll have to ask the... Because a lot of times, you know, we have people that we trust, obviously. You know, I have I have you guys that I trust that I will send my my people. But a lot of times they're like, oh, yeah, well, I already have a bank. So I'll just go ahead and call them. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. And in the back of my head, I'm thinking, okay, I hope that this just works out because <laughs> just because you have someone doesn't mean that they know what they're doing. Uh-huh. So you just kind of have to hope that that they've got it, you know, they've already got it on lock. But, um, you know, and then I know sometimes too, like, I, I have a deal actually right now where I had to be like, okay, what's your loan officer's name? Like, how can I get in t- contact with him? What's the status of anything? You know, like, how is the process going? I don't even know because they haven't even talked to me about anything. Ah, that's scary. Uh, the one thing I love about Gateway is that I plug you in and you and I are literally, when the file moves to any section of the loan, you're getting notified letting the customer notified you're in processing your appraisal's been ordered that's awesome you're in underwriting your conditional approval and they're giving them a video also um we're giving them a video to make sure don't do the following things just to reiterate what we already discussed yeah which is helpful yeah yeah especially in our day and age where we're always moving so fast yeah it's nice just to not have to read a whole bunch of stuff and have a video tell us all the things just don't do it right because you get excited you're going to be closing soon you think you're going to get that refrigerator you probably should just wait just yeah just a minute yeah and um so that's a it's a really nice tool yeah absolutely so um you were talking a little bit about the loan programs so Whenever you speak with someone and you're like in the interview process, what kind of loan programs are, are running through your mind, you know, or that, or that, you know, something that you guys are being, I, are using right now? I look at the income. Um, uh, first of all, when, when we look at income, I start checking out to see if they qualify for any down payment assistance programs just based on their income. Cause majority of the time, there's going to be a um, income restriction if right. you make over a certain amount. Right. And then we're also always looking for programs that, you know, have a, a lower than a 620 to be able to utilize it. And here recently, um, I have one now that's 580. Cool. So that's really nice to be able to offer that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's like pause real quick. You don't have to have perfect credit to buy a house. <laughs> Everybody who always asks me that, it's not, you don't have to have, everything doesn't have to be as perfect as you think it does. And she literally just said a 580 credit score and possible help with down payment assistance. Like things are out there, y'all. You just have to pick up the phone and, and reach out and ask. Right. And, and, um, 
And that's what we keep doing. We just keep researching and trying to look at what programs are out there to benefit our customers. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So there's down payment assistance. And um, what were the other programs that you wanted to talk about? Uh, There's always, you know, stuff that will help your debt to income ratios when we're having a DTI issue. Yeah. You know can't get insurance down oh gosh yes oh my goodness so let's let's talk a little bit about that let's pause for a second for people that don't really know what that is okay so a debt to income ratio like expand on that a little bit what is what exactly does that mean for somebody who needs to buy a house okay when we have a debt to income um, issue uh, we we need to bring down either our expenses or we need to increase our income Gotcha. So if we've already determined income is what it is, Mm -hmm. then the only way to increase income is either at a co-borrower, a non-purchasing co-borrower. Yeah. Or we need to eliminate um, some expenses. And if either one of them is like a no budge, we can't add anybody. Yeah. You know, we really don't have money to be paying off a whole bunch of things. Seriously. Yeah. And we probably need to look at an MCC program to add to reduce some of the taxes to get a tax break to maybe Interesting. Cut, to cut some of that DTI down. Dang girl, you got a lot of tools in that toolbox. <laughs> I've never even well, heard of that. <laughs> well, let's just add another thing or two, you know, it, it really helps uh, just to have, you know, some things to do in order get that done yeah and absolutely i mean if you have a loan officer that doesn't know what they're doing they're not even going to know that these things exist and they're just going to say hey sorry you can't buy a house and that's not true just call me yeah (laughs) (laughs) and i can i can definitely help out um but that's a great program uh to utilize if you you yeah yeah that's really cool um and that's also part of that information gathering process at the beginning that you were talking about like the whole debt to income ratio that looks at how much money that a borrower brings in that a homeowner, a future home buyer would be bringing in, right? Like how much their, their salary is or whatever, how much money they make. Yes. And sometimes when you believe their income is one way and then, and it is, or let's say they, they have 40 hours and then we get the documents and they really make 38 hours, Mm. just reduced our income or, or, they something that doesn't come out in their credit report and now we have a new expense we didn't know about and we've got to add that in Dang. so there's a few things that can you know throw a wrench in wow in the file but once you get it all done now now our dti is now set now how yeah. do we get it back to where it was yeah and insurance comes into play with that as well as taxes because that's whenever you're you're escrowing all of your payments into into one payment right with the mortgage principal Correct. So, and with, with escrow, that's whenever you take your, your monthly payment, and then you also take your annual taxes and your annual insurance, and mm. you combine it all into one. And MI, depending if you're going FHA or uh, conventional. Yeah. And there's another thing. So, there's a conventional product that the MI on that is lower, because MI is determined by your uh, credit score and how much down payment you're putting down. And that's mortgage insurance? Yes. Okay. And so when you run those numbers and you get your qualified mortgage number, your mm-hmm. MI number, mm-hmm. uh, depending on the credit score and how much they're putting down, it could bring up your obviously monthly payment. But if yeah. you're doing um, a home ready loan, that MI is set at like 0.70. So it's lower than most. What's a home ready loan? 
It's a conventional product that has a 3% down payment versus a 5, which is cool. traditional. Cool. Uh, so if that's a route we could, you know, navigate down, that that would be definitely would that, to look at. Is that less? So is the mortgage insurance less on conventional than FHA? Uh, normally, if you have excellent credit and... Got uh, it. Yeah. So it. then it could be. So that route wouldn't necessarily be cheaper for someone monthly if they didn't have if they if they had higher credit i mean if they had low if they had a lower credit if they have lower credit yeah but if you're doing the home ready that that i mean cuz uh fha is 0.85 got it so conventional could be higher than that or lower depending on your credit depending score down payment but uh on the home ready it's 0. 0.70 so it's lower wow that's cool so that can also help your dti yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow, you guys have so much going through your head whenever you're probably talking with somebody. Oh, yeah. Quite a few things. Man, that reminds <laughs> me of my years whenever I used to write insurance because people would call in and they'd be like, yeah, so I'm buying this house. And then, you know, they tell me the address. And so I'm already mapping it in my head of where it's at in town and all of the details about it. And I'm thinking, OK, this house is older. Crap, this insurance is going to be really high. Or, oh, I know that this house is newer and that I can get Windstorm included in this policy and it's going to be all right. You know, like all, all the whole time while I'm talking to them and collecting the info. So whenever I get off the phone, I know which route I need to take. Yeah. And I'm sure y'all guys do the same thing. Oh, absolutely. It's always fun. And uh, it allows me to build relationships and uh, yeah. talk to new people. Yeah, that's really cool. That's really awesome. So um, whenever it comes to, you know, if, if you were to give anybody, you know, like a tip or two that were thinking about buying a house and they were, they, they were like, oh, well, my credit's not good enough or I don't have enough saved. What would you say would be you know, a good, a good, you know, thing for them to do. I know a lot of people fear that they're not ready because for whatever reason, they've seen so many things that say they're not, you really need to get in touch with a loan officer um, and sit down and go over step by step to, if you're not ready today, when will I be ready? Yeah. And uh, what can I do? Yeah. Uh, Cause likelihood you're, you are ready and you just don't know instead yeah. of uh, renewing that lease to a, an apartment that it's, you know, you're not paying, you're paying somebody else's mortgage. Yeah. So that um, you need to really make that step and make the call. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. I think it's pretty enlightening to see, you know, whenever people reach out to me and they're like, Oh, well, you know, do you know, do you know any rent to own? I had somebody recently ask me if I know of any rent to own properties and, um, they don't really exist, <laughs> you know, or where it's like, where like the owner, like owner finance, yeah. that's not really a thing that people are really doing, you know? And so many sellers know that they have so much value in their house that they're not really interested in doing that. And I try and encourage people that you would be surprised what you don't know. Like what you don't realize is possible. You would be really surprised how doable it actually is. Even if you, even if your first house is like a townhouse, I mean, you still own that. Right. That's real estate that you own. It doesn't have to be, even if it's connected by the, by the walls to another building and it's, you know, what you can afford for now. I mean, you're going to be paying that, that balance down over time and it could be, it's a, it's a really valuable asset. Oh yes. And then one day you, you get to sell it if you need to. Exactly. Or let's say you want to buy another place and use that as an investment. Exactly. And um, that's assets right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. I think I think real estate and lending is so cool, and it's just all I just geek out over it all the time. I know, me too. I can't so even help it. I know. <laughs> 
and I'm just like, and whenever I like make these podcasts and I like talk about this stuff, like I could literally talk to you and just ask you all these questions. And I just wonder like with the people that listen, it's like, do they do that too? Or am I just like making this podcast for people that are weirdos like me that just <laughs> like real estate and just, just like listen to it? Oh, wow. I didn't know. think of that. Yeah. yeah. want to know all these things, you know, cause I don't know. I just find it. I find it very interesting. And, and I think, you know, in a lot of ways it can, it is a big step as an individual to buy a house. It is, it is a lot. And I think, you know, a lot of times it's easy for me to forget that because I'm just so used to, um, like being in the hustle and showing people houses and not actually stopping to pause and being like, okay, like this is a really big step. Like this, is this something that you're actually comfortable with? And because I'm just, I'm just so like, realist just real estate minded as far as like it's such a positive thing like why wouldn't anyone want to do it that's where I got into this is um you know my parents bought a home and I looked over their paperwork because my mother my mother and father paid it off and um they said they would never do this again I'm like why really why would you never do this again and uh I guess whoever uh, did their loan put him on an interest only and so it maxed out and by the time it maxed out they were paying 23 percent i could see why they would never want to do that oh 20 23 yeah you can't even say the number <laughs> right 23 percent interest yeah holy very, smokes it's very very sad and heartbreaking that oh that that's happened. so sad so I was like, yep, I'm doing this. Yeah, and to protect then, people from prote- that. Yes, yes, protect them, protect my friends and family. Yeah. And just people in general, you know, everybody. Um, just do what's in the best interest of your customer. Absolutely. And um, and then you're good. Yeah, absolutely. That's crazy. Well, you know, that kind of brings me, that kind of brings me to, you know, a final question that I always like to ask everybody. So what is one thing you do every day to make the world a better place? Um, well, I, I like to pray for everybody, to be honest with you. That's awesome. Um, and I pray that that helps everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I do things in the community, but that's the one thing I like to do every day. That's so cool. Yeah. Well, and I think, I think whenever you pray for others, it's putting others before yourself and that does a lot for your own heart and your own mind too, you know? That's like really sweet. <laughs> I love that. Well, um, if if people want to get in touch with you, if they have any other questions, you know, if you kind of sparked a, a light bulb for them, how would they how would they need to get in touch with you? Uh, you could always reach me by phone, uh, 361-946-4115, or you can uh, email me at elsa.davila at gatewayloan.com. Okay, awesome. I'll put that info in the show notes for anybody that wants to reach out as well. Um, And if you guys have any questions, we're always here to help. And thank you all for tuning in. Take care. Thanks for having me.